0: let's just get started. Are you ready?
1: Absolutely. Let's go straight into the fire.
0: I love it. So <laughs> again, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. I saw, first of all, I was struck by your Instagram name. I'm like the fly Buddha. That's That's the coolest. That's the coolest handle ever. I'm like, who is this person? When I started reading all your content and then I got to join you in that meditation, oh, beautiful, powerful soul sister.
1: Mm, thank Powerful, thank you soul. very much. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, tell me about where did you did, your, How did you get into the spiritual path and share like your upbringing and where you've come from?
1: Yeah, you know, there are a lot of little nuggets, it wasn't like one fluid motion, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, when I was um, growing up, I was in Michigan and um, I didn't come up in a religious, um, with religious teachings. Mm -hmm. I actually had the other end of the spectrum where my dad had grown up very much in the church and his senior year, he got uh, testicular cancer. And so he threw everything out the window that had to do with religion, had the reaction of, I'm sure any 18 year old Uh, You know, I did all of these things by the book. I adhered to all of the rules and yet I am sick and I'm going through this. So a bit of that came into my childhood where um, it just wasn't of interest in my family or for me. And um, so that aside, um, I grew up as a very curious little girl. I was always the little gal at the dinner table or amongst the adults observing. That's how I remember it. I did a lot of observing. And um, then I fell in love with a psychology professor in my high school and decided that's what I'm going to study and dive deeper into. And so then I went through my undergrad and then my grad program all focused on human development. Um, And then I was diagnosed with cancer eight years ago. So in that in-between of me graduating, um, you know, getting my graduate degree, having all of this uh, material and formal education Mm -hmm. in uh, why we behave the way that we behave um i started dabbling into the unseen the spiritual realm but i had no idea what i was doing i had no idea like i just look back now and i you know i'm i'm relearning the things that i thought i was learning at that point you know i just wasn't super open to receiving um but i was just doing you know what i mean like i'd go to that course and I'd, i'd read that book and i'd do those things and it fascinated me because it was more about humans. Um, but but then when I got uh, diagnosed with cancer, it was an extremely difficult two, three years of my life.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, I had a hysterectomy. I went through chemo and radiation. And I was on the, like the bottom of the barrel.
2: Mm.
1: And my body came back quite quickly. Uh, but my soul, my light, I felt so disconnected from... Me. Um, I, you know, I always used to set goals. I always knew where I was going. I had purpose and none of that lived inside of me because it was one foot in front of the other one day to the next. Um, And so for me, I created a passion project that was a foundation for young women with cancer that allowed me to sink my teeth into something and start connecting with other young women and that little by little brought my sweet light back up to the surface. Um, I had taglines, uh, get lit and set your heart on fire. Um, and, uh, and then I got to just serve these beautiful women moving through what I moved through years, you know, year, years ago and that helped me heal and it helped her heal. And,
2: mm. and
1: then, uh, you know, then it's like boom, 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 boom. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Uh, you know, once wow. I got the foundation built again, and here I am.
0: <laughs> Amazing. How old were you when you got diagnosed with cancer?
1: I was 30 years old. I had just turned 30. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. And yeah. so, were you, when you were diagnosed with that, and in light of like what your dad had before you were here, were you, did you correlate it to generational thing or like what was, cause I'm sure that was a big shock, but also growing up with a dad who's that's a primary story. Mm-hmm. How did you f- connect those or were the, were they connected at all?
1: The doctor had said to us uh, quite early on, you know, there were many appointments, many discussions. So some point in maybe those first 30 days, it was made clear to us that it was not a hereditary, thing that mm. what happened to my dad and what happened to me um, were very separate and not connected. Nice. And it's interesting now that you asked me that question, um, he has now had five or six bouts of cancer. He has experienced many different types of cancers now mm. um, throughout my my lifetime um, as his daughter. But one back when maybe I was a senior in high school, and even then it didn't it didn't really phase me. I don't know. You know, like I looked at my dad, like he can do anything and he's always fine. And he's the man.
2: Uh.
1: (laughs) And so I I don't know. I don't remember any type of panic or any stigma around it in my family. And so when I got my diagnosis, my, I was living out here in California. I'd been out here for maybe two years Mm. and my dad flew out And we spent three or so days driving across country because I was to have my surgery in Michigan where he had gone through his surgeries and had a team of doctors. And we used those days for me to just ask him, you know, what's an operating room look like? Mm -hmm. What should I expect with this? What about this? And it really helped me. Hmm just soothe my soul, I suppose, with what was ahead because, you know, the C word cancer, um, many people are afraid to talk about it. It's such an icky word. So we just had conversation about it. And I know that that really helped my experience, took Mm -hmm. some of the fear away.
0: Amazing. Amazing. I'm So glad you're here. I'm so glad you've gone through that. He's, um, Tell me about your mom's. uh, So your dad came from the church and, and left it and was angry, but what about your mom's perspective on the whole thing?
1: My mom was always curious, you know, she wanted us to go to church. Hmm. Um, I don't remember, you know, if she really pulled too hard, um, I went a handful of times, whether it was with my mom on a special occasion. I don't I don't remember my dad going. I'm pretty sure he put his foot down and said no. But um, <laughs> my brother and, and my mom and I would go. I went with my grandparents a couple times. Mm. Um, but, you know, the experiences that I had, how I remember it just as a little kid was that it was frightening. It was terrifying. It was all about dying. And at, I went through a stage in my early years where death scared me. It kept me up at night. It, you know, rattled around in my head. Um, so I didn't have a good experience with it at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the case for many, many, many (laughs) And, and what's beautiful right now about the awakening is people are finding truth, love, light, beauty, goodness, virtue, All the things, all the beauty outside those forms of outside those paths and and some perhaps find them in it and stay in it and that's fine, but it's not constricting to, if you're not with us, you're against us. It's like, no, we're all walking in love and light right now.
1: Yes. Yes. We are many of us looking to figure out what our own unique understanding is about the truth of who we are, where where we came from and what that means for us as a collective. Um, What is most important that I have found is that we do remember that there once upon a time was a singular source, whatever that is. And we came from that. You did, I did. We are one. And... hmm I could go and go and go now for hours from that, <laughs> from that point. Um, but, you know, I'm reading conversations with God and oh, let me tell you.
0: So good. Like,
1: so
2: good. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like a year ago, the word God didn't even come out of my mouth. You know, mm. I had such a disconnection from, and I only at that time, in my understanding, put God to religion. And I didn't belong in religion. Yeah. So I didn't think that I could or would use God. So I heard some of my other mentors, you know, over the years speak about God in the God field. And then I started to understand divinity and, um, you know, source and creator and universe and how they're all the same. And, uh, and then I started reading Conversations with God. I got it for my mom for her birthday last May. And then I spent Christmas with them. They bought a motor home. They mm. stayed in Palm Springs for Christmas. And so I went down there and I picked up the book and I started reading it. I ended up ordering the book one, two, and three. <laughs> so I have the big old, you know, thick collection. And uh, it's just, it's speaking to me so much in this moment Um, everything just felt like a yes, 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 yes. I am inside my remembering. It's so beautiful.
0: It is. It is. So it is beautiful is the right word. I think when people are hung up, well, I was going to say in, when people are in victim, Mm -hmm. they miss the beauty Mm -hmm there's so much beauty there's so there's such an invitation every moment even going outside and the birds and i mean there is an invitation to to be back in this oh i just <laughs> this field of love and it is it is unconditional and it is infinite and it i've been using this word lately cuz i've coming out with this song i um Put it on Instagram the other day, just recording uh, it. But there's this line that uh, we're washed in love, and I just love this concept of just the, the King James Bible. So I came from the religious world, I have left it, but there's just the language of the King James Bible is really beautiful, and there's they make a distinction thoroughly and throughly. And they look very similar in how they're spelled, but they're obviously two different things. And and I just it hit me one day that you know usually it's like wash thoroughly, but also this concept of wash thoroughly, like within every component of us can be bathed in love and washed in love, inside and out. And when we wake up to this realization, it is incredible. It's like everyone, come on out and let's play together. Let's yes. let's commune together. Let's be together. It's just yeah. so beautiful, sister.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So um, two things ping me. When I do my meditation, there is that release of the energies that are stuck in the body that are, serve as blockers.
2: Mm. Once
1: we release those from the body, we then fill up with that healing golden light. And that is love. This healing golden light washes through the body. And I do use that language, like Mm. picture all those spaces that you've just created in your body, the thing that you just released with your big breath, you know, fill up, let it wash through you over you all around you. And I mean, I always get so moved inside that moment of our meditation to just be bathed in love. That is what it is. And it's Any moment we can call upon it. Any moment we can grab it in. It's, you know, it's like so simple that we ignore it or we don't believe it because life has been designed uh, by man, not by God, source, love, but has been designed by man to feels so dense, so difficult, so confusing, so layered. But when we strip all of that back or we just pull ourselves back from that, you know, we call it the matrix. When you pull yourself back from that, it's really so simple. I say return home. You know, when you return yourself home to the truth that you are love, I am love, and that is all that exists and everything else is an illusion, then... (laughs) What else is there to fret about, argue about, be upset about? Yes. It all just dissolves. Yes.
0: It fades mm. away. It fades away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, you're, so, you're awesome. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm like talking like, oh, there you are. Um, it's, is, is it inter- isn't social media interesting where, you know, like, I know what you look like because I've seen you. I know what you sound like because I yeah. listen to meditation, but also your videos. But then here we are in a conversation like, oh, yeah, it's weird because this could be a clip, but it's not. (laughs) Yes. We're we're
1: doing it for real. (laughs) I
0: follow someone and then I talk to them like, well, yeah, hey.
2: Hey, (laughs) you. Hey, it's you. (laughs) Um,
0: You know, the. okay. I'm going to. So backtrack with me a little bit. So. You overcome cancer. And what was the, what was, is, was there a moment where like, what, there has to be more, like, what is there, like, what was the click over to the spiritual craving?
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: And was it facing the physical so much in the cancer that there, was that the springboard for?
1: It was the lowest I have ever felt in my life. And for that, mm. it did ignite. It, it had me so hungry for a different way of being here and in my body and in relationship to me
2: mm.
1: that I then went seeking like, you know, I couldn't get enough. Yeah. Um, it started to happen before. You know, I, I do believe I've been primed my you know life to be this now Mm. and (laughs) maybe I was moving super slow or you know and so cancer came so that I did have this uh quick ignition I Mm. suppose and and then there I was thrown on this path of soul diving
0: Mm. um that's a great term yeah
1: yeah I I mean I you know to, I have a way of really skipping over my cancer journey because it feels like something so I'm so disconnected from it now, but, Mm. um, I do remember that when I was in the middle of my treatment, I went through chemo and radiation for six weeks and I would stay in the room, uh, my room for, you know, eight out of the 10 hours I was awake. Mm. So, there was zero fuel coming into my soul and there was, you know, just a trickling out of my soul being shared with the world. Mm. And that was such a sad, dimly lit space. And, um, and it was, it forced me to start to build my life back up or learn who I was um, from like this clean slate, You know, because everything that I knew stopped for the moment. And when I was ready to go be with the world again, like I could have, you know, I could choose anything. And so that's where that intentional building of who I am started. Mm. Uh, And it was very slow snail's pace. And there was a lot of trial and error that didn't look so cute. Uh, and I had to learn grace and compassion and patience and love, 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 love for my body Mm. and my heart. And, uh, Mm. mm. yeah.
0: Amazing. So the name, like I said, the fly Buddha, it's one of the Mm -hmm. best ever. (laughs) Tell me the relationship with that and how you came up with that.
1: Yeah. So beautiful segue actually, um, it was very much inspired by um, post-cancer desire to create something, to get back into my creative energy and be, be in community again. Mm. And so wild thing, right before I was diagnosed, like months before, I almost signed with another woman on a studio for a spin and yoga space so i was about to go into business things didn't you know they just didn't feel 100 and so we agreed to step away and then boom came my diagnosis so when i came you know those months after treatment and as i'm healing i came back to this idea of having a space
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and spin is a gigantic passion of mine. I teach both spinning and yoga. And so spinning, there's a flywheel yeah. and I am also from the suburb of Flint, Michigan. So I feel like I'm quite fly (laughs) (laughs) and yoga Buddha, obviously. So, um, the fly Buddha came to be, and it was again, this space, um, I was in this business concept with um, the boyfriend that I had at the time, and we were going to open up a space. We created uh, apparel and we held fundraisers and we had a promotional video. We did a GoFundMe page. Like we did all the things and it was so beautiful for me to have something. And, um, and then that shifted into the foundation. So, so I started holding these yoga parties as promotion and then, cancer uh, warriors were showing up. And, and then it just felt like that was what I was intended to do in that moment was to create a space for other young women with cancer. So I wrote this like, you know, the world told me what it wanted for, for about four or five years. And the Fly Buddha then shifted into the Fly Buddha Foundation and we were a 501c3. And then it got renamed to the Cancer Warrior Foundation. And then I found myself writing a business plan for the fly Buddha again, (laughs) just last year. So I do believe that the fly Buddha will be created. Uh, I see it as a space that has a coffee shop cafe vibe Mm. in the front. And then you walk in the back and there's a studio for your yoga, for your meditation, um, a backyard space to meet with your friends and have your meetings or work.
2: Mm. Um,
1: when you walk in, you feel that energy of healing. Yes. And so yeah. I, I do believe I <laughs> that it comes. It comes. It. it comes. I feel it, sister. It's <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> got chills. That is really beautiful. Yes.
1: <sighs> and, you know, another beautiful lesson of patience and and remembering that I am co-creating. I, I had some moments for sure where ego came into play, you know, uh, uh, I wasn't getting the yeses when I was shopping the business plan. I could have taken those as hard no's and thrown the thing in the trash, but it's so beautiful the way that it has taught me to flow (laughs) and to trust and to keep my heart wide open for something that is meant to be that I don't even know yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening.
0: Love that. It's beautiful.
1: Um
0: it, you know, when 2020 came around and it rocked everyone's socks off and and flipped up everything. How was that? Because my perception of what people are struggling with is they're really afraid to die.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're being confronted with death. And those who can go through it and find the courage to go through it, they find life on the other side, which I think is the entire intention of all this. Mm -hmm. And so how was it for you going when all this stuff started in 2020 with what you've gone through previous?
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I want to say that the first two weeks when I was told that our gym had to close, I couldn't go to work, you know, LA got hit very hard with uh, restrictions, lockdowns, shutdowns, all of that, the life that I knew outside, you know, shut down and looking like a deserted wasteland. That was scary. For, for the first two weeks, I do know that I was in fear. Um, then I started tuning in because I don't live in fear. My dad's statement to me always, as I was growing up was cowards, a fear makes cowards of us all, uh, Vince Lombardi Mm, I, so. out there.
0: <laughs> I got a Lombardi quote right behind me. I like that. That's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think That's so. Cool. Um, you know, I wasn't going to stay in the space of fear and, mm. and when I decided that I then went really deep inward to hear for the highest messages. And I even wrote a post, like when it was nice and raw to, uh, you know, to those of you out there who are also feeling like, something big is going on here, lean in. And uh, I did say that it is a moment that will serve us as the great awakening because I was relating it to cancer and how there was this beautiful moment of months, years, I don't remember, where I was put into an energetic cocoon, physically also. But I, I put myself in this cocoon so that I could go inward, And tend to what I needed to tend to, realize who she was, and then like slowly start emerging from my cocoon to be in the world.
2: Mm. So
1: this felt like the exact thing that was happening on the grand scale. Uh, So I've done that a lot. I have taken many individual experiences and put them uh, into this experience for the collective. I'm always bringing it back to the micro level, micro level, micro level. Like there are so many similarities about what we go through as individuals to what's going on right now. So I stepped out of fear. I listened and then I heard, this is so beautiful. We're slowing down. We're getting quiet. We are being forced to drop the distractions, all the things that keep us busy, busy in our heads, busy in our physical worlds. We're realizing what matters. We're letting go of what doesn't, like really stripping again, just like my cancer, everything stripped away. Mm. And then there we are standing so bare and naked and raw, yes. and then we get to choose. And that's what I, I believe will happen from this. If If not already, people will really intentionally choose how they move forward with their life as things start opening up, you know, we're still quite closed down here. So uh, yes. as things start to open up. It will be a very intentional life. I pray for the masses.
0: Yeah. Mm. So interesting, you know, Q says future proves past. And that's been one of the, the themes. And as you just said, this the stripping down and this naked vulnerability that we're all coming back to. Or, and, and those are still, there's many that are still coming back to that, but they're on their way. Yes. Um, Genesis, the book of Genesis, the very first conversation between God and man in the Bible it God, Adam and Eve had just eaten the fruit and they realized they're naked and they hide themselves. And if anyone thinks that God is an angry God, they need to read this again be, or read it for the first time. Cause he's not, it's such a, it says Genesis chapter three, verse eight it says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day.
2: Mm-hmm. If
0: that is not just presence and mm-hmm. beauty and this refreshing, like, there's no, rah, you know, it's just <laughs> I'm saying, like, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden, in the cool today. And God said unto Adam, where are you now? The fascinating thing, of course he knows where he is, but he needed Adam to say, here I am.
2: Mm-hmm. This is where I am. Mm-hmm.
0: And Adam says, I heard your voice and I hid myself because I was naked. And God said to him, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat of the tree wherever I commanded you not to eat of? So what does is, what is love just need us to do? Return back to love. Say, here I am, wash me. I've missed the mark so many times when I put conditions upon love, I'm returning, you know, here, here am I, here have all of me, so that, that beautiful surrender. But Adam says, the woman that thou gave us to be with me. So then God asked the woman, what is this? that you have done. And the woman says, the serpent. And so in shame, we blame. Mm-hmm. They were ashamed and they blamed. It was not their accountability. And I think what future proves past is we are recorrecting that very original state where we're saying, Oh, 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 oh yeah, I was hidden. I was in the bushes. I don't know where I was, but just Bring me back. <laughs> like, let me walk in the fullness of this beautiful Amen. breath that I have been gifted. And we are as humanity coming back to this place where we don't have to hide anymore. We're not blaming anymore. We're not, we're just, we're in this together. And that whole concept of where we go, one, we go all is such a beautiful sentiment like and that is the conscious that's the breath of God that we all are in this together to experience what we need to experience to bring back the beauty and the majesty of this life
1: yes 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 (laughs) my smile is so big (laughs) oh
0: it's amazing yeah
1: you know um I've been speaking a lot about the old paradigm and all that we are letting go of all that we are healing all that we are knowing now this is a gigantic pivot a gigantic course correction a gigantic collective healing that is happening and we don't need every single human to be a yes because the power of love and the light that we are whoever has chosen to say yes in their returning home mm. will hold and help heal all of our brothers and sisters, even if they were standing in a no. <laughs> mm. So we are going to be so very okay. So good, so good, so good. There's not an ounce of doubt in my mind of the world that we are creating and have been stepping into
2: mm.
0: for
1: quite some time.
0: That's so good. Cool. Mm. One of the things I've 2020 and I mean, so I was awake to a lot of the things, like even the great awakening map that I have behind me and, and i have had on, like there was a lot of stuff that I had already known from religion and coming from a, uh, this very confused home that infused religion with pain and trauma and all these things. Um, so I, from the religious side was already awake. I knew politically, like I, I am, a, like I knew Woodrow Wilson was the president that called the constitution, a living document, because if he could make it a living document, then you can change it. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been, you know, written, what is written shall not be changed. We're all this stuff. Like I've come from, <laughs> from a religious side, but in 2020 when all the disclosure things started coming, everything made sense to me. I was like, oh, this is in, we in the Bible makes so much, not that anyone needs to read it or believe it. it that's not my point. It's just the Bible made a lot more sense of timelines. So, and that a timeline does not supersede the law of free will. Yeah. So the book of revelation, which scared a lot of people growing up, like, here's what's going to happen in revelation. Everyone's going to get chipped everyone. Yeah. That was a timeline.
2: Mm. but it
0: does not supersede the law of free will. So God mm. can allow this disclosure so that we can say, er, nope, yes. no, thank you. <laughs> going a different way. And that's what's happening right now.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I've just come into the understanding of timelines. Mm. Um, I had uh, maybe my first psychic reading um, a year and a half ago or so by a dear friend of mine. And then I followed in her footsteps and went through the same intuitive healing program and tried out my own intuitive gifts and clairvoyance and all that. And and very playful, very fun. And that really sealed the deal. You know, I understood my power at that point. Um, But she gave me a vision and I lived into that vision. And it hasn't come to fruition in the way that that vision was portrayed to me. And so we would get into a conversation and that's where I started to understand timelines. Mm. There is still free will and there are all of these possibilities as to how something can go. Mm. And so, yes, in this moment, we were headed down this really dark, dark, dense, low energy path. Mm. And we had something catastrophic happen to the globe. So that we would be shaken. I I was in a relationship a long time ago and I remember that's what my partner said to me was like, "What? sometimes you just gotta shake it up so that you can wake up <laughs> to what's not working. <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> all well, well said, you know? So um this, yes, this is the great shakeup, but timelines, yes, yes, yes. Um, I do trust and and there's been so many beautiful, um, psychic messages coming through, uh, from, from beautiful uh, humans that I follow. And it just, we are holding the light on a new possibility and going back to basic principle of thought creates, well, beautiful, you know, if we stayed with our head down, going down that timeline, we wouldn't have thought of a new possibility. Therefore we couldn't have created it. So here we are now, all of us with our thought on the new world and it's happening because, energy flows where energy goes or energy goes where energy flows.
0: That's right. And it doesn't lie. So the fact that it's here, the energy's here is the truth. This is where we're going.
1: Yes. 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 Uh, I want to go back to when you were speaking about um, the Adam and Eve and uh, you, you said something like, well, does God wouldn't, you know, judge or you said something.
0: Wrathful. Uh, it wasn't a wrathful, angry God come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That.
1: Him. Um, you know, n- not knowing the teachings of religion, but understanding that there were many people that walk this earth uh in guilt and in paranoia and believing that they are sinners and yeah. that this and this and this and this must happen. And if this happens, then something bad happens to them, you know. Oh, no wonder we are in such turmoil inside our sweet heads and souls at all moments. If we believe that that's where we have come from, if that's the foundation that we are moving on, that we are wrong and bad by nature, Apparently, not yes. we are love and perfect by nature. So, reading conversations with God, um, it might be in the very first book where He dives in, or it God dives into. Uh, I, I am love and you are me. How could I ever, ever, ever hate you, not like you, judge you, feel that you're wrong. And it's just, again, so the message is so simple.
2: Mm. It's
1: so beautiful. Mm. Love. That's all there is. Love. Yes. Mm.
0: That right, all these power structures, politics, religion, Mm. monetary, like all the power structures are in fact, I actually think they've already been stripped away and we, and it's then we're lovingly, I had this during a journey. um, I I saw, well, I've talked about this before in the podcast, but I want to share this with you again, because I think this is important for people here um, how it's happening. So I was in this journey And all of a sudden I felt like I was supposed to shoot light into every tunnel of the earth. And so I did, I, I put my hand down on the ground. I shot light and it just flooded the earth. And I came to this, the backed into this tunnel, this like 20 by 20 foot creature. And it didn't want to go, but I told it, it couldn't stay. And then it, I removed it and it didn't fight. It just didn't want to go. It was a fascinating, like it needed to be said, no, you have to go now. You cannot stay here because the earth is under the law of love.
2: No.
0: It's under the law of love. And now in love, the disclosure is happening slowly to eliminate cardiac arrest, yes. to eliminate the supply chain from stopping like that from we will slowly see and the truth the truth is going to be I, I don't even know if the, I use this word I had a vision on Sunday I shared it yesterday on a live with a friend and I don't think people got but here's the vision that I had And it so no one can die and go into pain when we leave the body we go straight to love and q says we're watching a movie what makes a great movie great actors and so i had this vision all of a sudden that jesus is on the other side of the veil the director of this film and he's pushing the pressure on the earth like march is going to be pressurized but there's it's a win-win because if people leave their bodies they come straight back to love so there's no so The people making the film, they know that there's no losing. Even if people, quote unquote, leave the body, if they die, they actually didn't lose. They're back in love. But when the movie gets when the movie is done and it's played for every human on this planet, the truth about everything, everything, it will like, or I I don't like this word, but because it doesn't match it, but orgasmically, like we will, the, the ascension Uh will be like that elation in the brain. Like it's when we see the truth, we are going to just rise. That's when the dimensional rise of the collective will, when the Mm -hmm. truth is disclosed fully in love. Mm -hmm. And when people see how loving love is, Mm -hmm. it is going to literally blow people's minds away from all the dust and debris of this third dimensional polarization, fear-based control based narrative. And we're going to say, yes, because Jesus even said, I don't call you servants. I call you friends. Mm -hmm. And so we stand up side by side with him. We're not the subservient lesser than, Mm -hmm. and we were going to wake up very soon to a world that is beyond comprehension. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I just am so fascinated again and again when I get into space with light and mm. you are sharing the same messages that I am receiving that just come to me out of nowhere. I have said the same thing from no book, no outlet telling me. It just came to me that it must be trickle out in this very orchestrated way Mm. so that we are opening, 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 little by little by little by little. And then we are more prepared as a collective, meaning more people have this beautiful energy behind them of love and light and trust and returning home. So that when we are shown all of the ways of the world then we get to hold hold space for those who took a bit longer so i do believe that this is so very intentional um you know i was pulled to politics and all the wild ways of the world maybe in may or june I don't know. I did a post one morning, like still had my glasses on. I was in my flannel and my pajamas and it just like had to come out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I just felt so overwhelmed with the knowings that I was holding inside, but so terrified to put language to them on my platform because they were so new to me too. And kind of like, who am I to start talking about this? This isn't in line with anything I've ever talked about before, Mm. but I just felt pushed pulled, invited, (laughs) held to say what I needed to say. And um, since that moment, uh, I just feel like it was my request being answered to see as much as I can possibly see. And boy, oh boy, was it so very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm. I had, I had many invitations to come back home to self and move back into trust. Mm. It would have been so easy for me to say, oh no, I'm done. This is not, this is not for me. What am I thinking? Who do I think I am? Blah, 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 blah. This is so uncomfortable. I'm going to stop so it started with sharing things that i was sensing as truth and now i feel like i don't need to i'm not like lightning bolting light, lightning bolting anymore right, um right. With, these, right with these truths um i'm now in a quieter space because i'm so trusting that mm-hmm. we have done some incredible work and we are now holding space for people to rise. Yes. Ha
0: boom. It's <laughs> that. so good. <laughs> that's so good. And, and everyone is yeah, playing their perfect role where there are some people that are just dropping that's all they drop is the yes, <laughs> the true stuff, yeah. which yeah. awesome. And I was at a point too, I felt like a V in the road where do I go because I love truth more. I mean I love God, love love. Yeah or anything and truth is part of that you can't you can't pull that Hmm. but i wasn't sure if i was supposed to go the truth route quote quote, you know what i mean like that vein, just like truth bombs
2: yeah
0: or hold space for love because i want people to heal and come out of the shadows and i was like i felt like god just say don't move just be and i was like "Okay, okay
1: so beautifully said you know that was, that was the thing that turned on for me. I was always the holder. This offering, that offering, this meditation, that love fest thing, you know, that I was light sharing offerings. And then one morning, <laughs> I, I needed to do something different and via the road. And I went truth bombs, lightning bolts, yeah. and, it, and how I knew that it was something bigger than me was that. It was the, like one of the most uncomfortable things I have ever done, yeah. and, but I couldn't stop. And people would challenge me and I had no skin in the game. I had no ego in the game. Mm. So to me, it is what it is. Yeah. And I'd you know just keep going. Yeah, yeah. And now I feel like I've like cozied maybe the last month or so, cozied back into this really peace-filled, love-filled, let me hold you. I might still say a thing from time to time, but it's it's shifted, and I, I just find the whole journey of this last year so fascinating because mm. I have certainly been led by something yeah. greater than. <sighs>
0: <laughs> so cool. Mm. Ah. So cool. I, who? When you um have so many questions, like what? Who? Uh, <laughs> who did you see online share that woke, like gave you that courage or permission? Like, Oh, this person, like, where was there someone online that you saw that you were called like, Oh, I see what they're saying. And this resonated with me.
1: Good question. Um, you know, mm, I have one reference point in May when Social media was instructed to do something and post something and that something did not feel good in my soul.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: I sat with it and didn't do it. And I did go seeking for like validation or affirmation because I was still quite new in this listening to that deep, deep voice inside Mm -hmm. of me. And I saw others who were in line with the messages that I also was receiving. Um, and so that to me stands out as one of those moments where I, I really started to understand what I was going through or what was happening within me, Mm. like a very trusting moment. Wow. Wow. And then I went, you know, I, I, I do believe that I then just followed and followed and followed all the messages that were in line with what I was receiving. So it wasn't that I was seeing people's messages and then like, Oh yeah, maybe, you know, the, the voice and the information, the download was so strong yeah. from out of nowhere. And then when I started seeking, there was that beautiful like wrapping of validation.
0: Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. May, the end of May and that post, I think for, I can probably guess it was June's that uh, the, yeah, that post, the pressure yes. was palpable. I'm sitting yeah. in this chair like, Whoa. And then, then I go down the rabbit hole, the black cube of Saturn and like what actually is going on. And the, and the black cubes all over the planet and mech and the, Kabah and, and they walk around the black cube, and the, and the orthodox use put to fill in on their forehead with the black cube and the black cube, and the, black cube and the black cube. And I'm like, what? Yes, what is happening? And if you fold across up, across is the black cube. Mm-hmm. It's just so wild when you start to dive into these things. It's like, yes, there is a reason for everything. That is one of the things that I, for a long time, there is a. There's a reason for everything, and I want to know the reason. Cause I grew up being gaslit.
2: Yeah.
0: I'd be hurt, and then told that it never happened. I would like it was just constant, like questioning reality, questioning what's real, what's not real, what's true. So I went down this path of like, what is the origin? What is the origin of? Why are there 500 Bible versions, but not 500 Korans or 500 Bhagavad Gitas? There are 500 Bible versions in the English language right now. Why? That is in, that's insane. And they all claim to be the Holy Bible, but their words are so vastly different and verses taken out all this stuff. I started questioning things like that. Like why are Catholic churches named our lady Fatima? And I was like, who's Fatima? Fatima happens to be Muhammad, Muhammad's daughter. So I'm like, well, why is Catholic churches naming their churches after Muhammad, the father of Islam's daughter, then I'm like, wait, Allah was the moon God and every Islamic flag has a crescent moon and the star because the moon God made love to the sun God. And now I'm like, what is, that? This is... And Then you start looking at all this stuff I'm like, what is going on? This is wild. And and knowing the origin, then we can see the outcome, the fruit. And it's I, it's a fun journey. It's a fun journey to be on.
1: It is. I fascinated is is my word. <laughs> mm. Everything is so fascinating and I I now have complete understanding that this experience here in our physical bodies as this eternal soul is our playground. We are here to be so curious and we are here to be free in our curiosity and our wandering because that is how we grow and we're growing into the thing that we have always been just forgot and stepped away from for moments at a time so i i too am now questioning everything and and i would always ask my dad questions and he'd say what do you think i am the shell answer man so i know that that's been in me for you know my whole life as well but Mm. Now more than ever. I mean, even I was married back in, in about 10 years ago. And when we were planning the wedding, I was looking into why does a bride wear a veil? You know? <laughs> they wear a veil back in the day so that the guy couldn't see her so he didn't run away in case she was awful because it was all arranged marriages, you know? Oh, I'm wow. not wearing a veil.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that why that's yeah. the, all the origin stuff? Why it's are so we doing this stuff? Yeah. 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 So
1: mm-hmm,
0: wow, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. it is so it is fun. And when we are not in fear and we're actually in the place of love, everything becomes playful and everything, like you said, this playground and even the very, very painful and ugly truths that are here now that you can tap into and like it's heavy, it's dense, but it's true. Mm-hmm. In love, it's like when you look at that and hold space for what will come from that, the healing that will come from that. But in fear, we turn away from that, then we can never fully engage with the truth. And therefore we are kept from that freedom. Yes. And we're missing the opportunity to empower those or heal those or hold space for those who are going to come into their freedom Mm -hmm. from very dark dark places in and on this earth yes and so that's where it's like yes it's can be fun but in love it also can be real you know that that, Mm -hmm. this is real yes but in sovereignty we can hold space Mm -hmm. and that is what is so Mm -hmm. incredible and I one of the things being a prolific people pleaser my whole life until 36 and going through this healing journey is I crave so I didn't know what the word I mean I never would say sovereignty is what I crave what I craved was freedom I would just need freedom but freedom to be sovereign is really what I have discovered and the best way that I've learned in 2020 has been practice for that is when I say sovereignty is how I define it when I say no it is no. And when I say yes, it is yes. And there's no discussion of it. And mm-hmm. it's been a challenge because, you know, this is a culture of fear, whichever wants everyone to comply. And, mm-hmm. and I am in practice constantly walking into places and, no. and saying, no. And then <laughs> the reactions of what, you know, it's like, well, let's play, let's play a game now because now I'm giving you a counter move. You can move and we can play together. Uh Um, You know what I'm saying? I I do. It's just a fascinating place to be. And it's fun. It is fun.
1: It is. Um, Because once we remember that everything is for us, no matter what degree of light it is, then we have a different relationship with the thing uh you know something that has caused great pain if we want to sit and stare at it with that uh you know woe is me or how awful how could this happen why 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 if we sit there we get nothing from that experience therefore it was a waste Mm. if we sit with it and seek the gold, the lesson, the learning, the up-level, the healing, mm. then we use everything from that, and it was in such purpose, such value. Mm. So that is something that I feel is just majorly shifting among us. We are redefining everything. We are becoming in-relationship to everything in a brand new way and this is what's necessary it's just that letting go or shedding of all that no longer serves so if something keeps us in pain and misery it must go even if we've done it for you know 50 60 70 years or you know
2: yeah yeah we
1: have to let it go and we have permission to do that we don't need to stay in the stories if they do not serve us then our call is to let them go (sighs) oh
0: That's so good. <laughs> yes, yes you know so I grew up abused and I've given a TED talk breaking the cycle of child abuse and and talked a little bit about it. but when I would hear the verse, there's a verse in in the book of Romans Romans 828 and the sentiment is true and it is good and now I can read this and understand it. but in victim, in the pain and in the trauma, I was angry with it. And it's the verse that, and we know all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And like, come on, like that's, you're telling me that raping and molesting and petty for the good. But understanding soul, And understanding the soul contracts and understanding that all this trauma is actually souls coming in and saying that you, the trauma is not bigger than us. It cannot, it can, it can, if we allow it, but it cannot by default extinguish us. And we are here to break every cycle, every trauma, every curse, every lie, every barrier, every limiting belief every single one of them. So that when on the other side of the veil, we're like, here we are. And Jesus said, greater things that I have done, you will do. And I've always wondered, well, when is, how can that be in heaven? But in the fifth dimension, that makes sense that we're playing in creation. So then creating whatever we want to create from the thought yes, becomes like breathing it's like of course we're going to be creating because there's no more fear there's no more limiting beliefs there's everything you want to do anything you you can think of in service to others in love and in light we can do and it is going to be incredible incredible.
1: yes 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 ah and we have inside our soul contract chosen to be here in this moment for this for this very reason to be inside this conversation to look where many don't want to look. Mm. This is why we are here. And I, I really hold as my understanding of the soul that it's that beautiful infinity sign. And we come in as a soul into the physical vessel. And then through death, we leave the physical vessel and we go back into the spiritual realm where love, 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 and only love is. And then we pop back into the, (laughs) heavier, denser, more difficult, challenging playground of this earth. And each time we pop in, there is something that my soul is hungry for. There's something my soul Mm. wants to experience. And so that also just washes this beautiful soothing over me and in my heart at all times when I consider the more horrific things that are occurring in the physical plane. I am able to know that that soul has chosen to be in that role for this moment, not only for the individual's experience, but because we are one, it is for all of us. It's like these pieces of our puzzle. Mm. And every time we move through something, then we get to add that. And, and, you know, just coming to me now, it could be this, the puzzle back to love, you know, the puzzle that is putting us back together again. Yes. So, and, and I also believe that I have also had those experiences in another lifetime. If not yet, I will. So I don't sit in my right now experience thinking, any less than of somebody else or any less than of myself because I'm not having what you are having right now. I know that my time will come or maybe if I'm really empathetic to what you're moving through, I've already been through it. So oneness, oneness, it just, uh, again, the simple principle that really helps take away all of this noise that creates pain and suffering and, and really is just the disconnection from, self from our truth Mm. from source god the divine yes Mm.
0: sister sarah you're so (sighs) thank you thank you thank you for this time thank you for spending time with me in this conversation it's so beautiful
1: thank you thank you i i know that we could just continue
0: well, on, we'll and the, on and
1: on and on and <laughs> on. I would love
0: to do another one with you. I would love yeah,
1: to that do, would be lovely.
0: That's usually what's happening. I have these conversations and then I'm like, I, I'm not done. We're not done talking. It's just like <laughs> yeah. this I is like, entree. we just
1: turn the faucet on. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> right. Um
0: how can where and how can people connect with you and just be in your presence more? <laughs>
1: Yes, I would love that. Well, you know, as of yesterday, the shadow bans have been lifted for many of us, and I pray that they stay. So, Instagram, please the fly Buddha, uh, my Instagram stories and and posts. And then I have recently joined Clubhouse, Sarah Krish, S A R A K R I S H, and um, I have a few ideas for conversations to get going. So. Mm there. And then, uh, every Tuesday night, I provide a meditation on the insight timer app. Mm. So again, they can just follow me at Sarah Krish and, uh, hopefully join every Tuesday night at seven Pacific standard time.
2: Mm.
1: And it's growing. I also have my website, Sarah Um, you know, my jam is individual, uh, guidance, spiritual guidance, immersions, um, retreats when, when the time is ready. And uh, <sighs> I just love being with humans. Mm. Yes.
0: Them. <laughs> yes. 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 Mm. Humans. We are beautiful. Humanity yeah. is beautiful.
2: Beautiful. Yes.
0: Mm. Welcome, spirit, home. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome home. <laughs> welcome, home. welcome home.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Lucas. Thank you so very much. I love this. You know, we do watch each other and mingle on our social media platforms. Um, and you, we know, right? I was going to say, like, we never know how this could go, but we know. We're pulled to each other for for a divine reason. So just thank you for trusting that and for extending the invitation and giving mm-hmm. us this space. And my heart's on fire. And yeah, I could keep going for hours. Uh, so maybe I'll go for a walk and <laughs> get the energy out. <laughs>
0: I love it. Well, until next time, sister, I love you. you. Thank you. you.
1: Thank you, Lucas.
0: Sarah, thank you for coming on the fly Buddha, the greatest handle I think out there. Um, Everyone go find Sarah on Instagram, Um, go to her website, connect with her. She's such a beautiful soul, as you can tell. And um, sister, thank you for coming on. And everyone blessings to you. Everything. Look, March is going to disrupt a lot of timelines. It's going to disrupt a lot of people's perceptions. You get to though, remain in your own body, stay grounded, heal, continue the healing journey and watch detach from all this energy that is shifting and swirling because you are grounded in love and light. This is the This is the sovereign journey that we're all on, awakening to love and light. So when the chaos and the movement and the currents swell around us, it doesn't affect us. We just get to be observers. And then when people are ready, you can put a hand out and say, are you ready to come out of the current? And they can step out themselves. So prepare for more love and light as we ascend to the fifth dimension. I bless you all. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden World Revolution. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.